Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta, and they did not get the memo. I don't have much to talk about today, except uh, the weather. I mean, it's cool now, but by, I think he said by Wednesday or Thursday, it's going to be 90 degrees. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's pretty warm. (laughs) It's not even summer yet. But anyway, it's always sunny in California. (laughs) You remember that? That TV show with Danny DeVito? Anyway, um, you heard about the six people that were shot. Sacramento at a nightclub. You know, I really want to go out. I really do. But I'm terrified that if I go out, somebody who's in a bad mood decides that they want to mess up everybody's good time and start shooting people. I work very hard to get my age. You don't get this age being a dummy. Because if it ain't one thing trying to take you out, it's something else. You have to bob and weave in life. Bob and weave. Uh, Let's see, what else? Um, And uh, our president is still trying to get money passed to help with this COVID situation. It's not over yet. But... I can say that until we get the okay, everything's okay. I mean, it don't seem like we're ever going to get that it's okay notice. Because uh, if it ain't one thing, it's something else. You know, like I just got to cast off my foot. (laughs) I'm dealing with cancer. And then it goes on and on and on. But, you know, you try to eliminate one problem and and come through successful on that and go to another. But they don't give you a chance to inhale or exhale. It's always something, you know? So, I, don't, I, I really don't really have much to talk about today. Um... All I know is that uh, it's just, yeah, here it is. White House reaching a $10 billion deal on COVID funding. And my question is, where's that funding going? Because they just discovered a hospital over here had put all of these uh, COVID emergency AIDS, you know, masks and things like that, if I understood them correctly, and let it sit out in the rain. I mean millions of pieces of protection, I guess, against COVID. Just sat, uh, they moved it from one place to another, but the place that they moved it to was outside. And then we had rain, 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 and it rained on all that stuff. And it wasn't even covered or secured so that it can be used. So I guess they're going to have to trash 
all of that. And that's a pretty expensive inventory that never got used. Huh? You know, I think there should be checks and balances in where this money being spent and what for. It's our tax dollars. I think we have the right to know because there's certain people who would uh, <clears throat> who don't want us to know uh, and they're just raking in money. Uh, let me give you an example. When I was homeless, you know, I'm from a place where a, a, a city official or whatever establishes a relationship with the private sector so that when they provide aid through the city or state, they already have a relationship with the people that is providing what the people need by, you know, what they're using the aid for. But uh, that's the kind of place I come from. But, you know, it, it just seems like, okay, I needed housing. Uh, and so, you know what they did? Oh, we'll help you. Now here, here's this piece of paper. Go help yourself. <laughs> That's not how it goes. You establish a communication in the community with uh, the private sector and the government sector, and you guys hash out what you're accepting and what you're not accepting, and then start sending the people in that direction to get the assistance that they need. They don't have to, uh, they send out these checks to these organizations. What are they doing with the money other than paying salaries? They're printing out pieces of paper that give people instructions of how to go and help for themselves. When, you know, when you're in this situation where you have to ask the government for help, you need somebody to go before you. You know, like reputation proceeding itself. You don't need somebody hand you a piece of paper and tell you go help yourself. So you out there flying, I can't say the word well, uh, like a flag, going from here to there trying to get somebody accept your um, your aid. I don't understand. Uh, but you know something beats nothing because I went through. Edie and I and Nora when I was homeless and uh, they had a housing academy that talked to you about set-asides like when a building is being built and there's federal funding invested with that building being built for housing um, there are at least I think five set-asides now that was 15 years ago the government make one rule tomorrow, change it to something else. So I don't know if that's still in effect. I do know that I have been turned down for a unit, and I had a Section 8 voucher that I earned as an award for being a good tenant and paying rent on time. Um, I got a Section 8 voucher, but nobody was trying to talk to me. But I did learn 
getting back to what I was saying, that they cannot turn you down to rent that place because you have a, a, I think they call it a shelter, a choice shelter voucher, a choice voucher, how's it called? Choice housing voucher there. What I'm looking for is a one-bedroom cottage, backyard and front yard. That's what I'm looking for close to the city I live in. Um, Thank God that I pay my rent and I'm not in an emergency situation where I have to take anything I can get. Um, I can pray on it, ask God to lead me to that perfect place that I want to move to. Just like God led me here. Because you know what? Let me tell you a secret. When I lived in the SRO, and I managed to get the biggest one, and the one with the bathtub, because I had problems, uh, surgery with my back, so I needed a tub. Um, I had no idea that I would get a six-year voucher. I had no idea that I would get into the building of my dreams at the moment (laughs) because housing changes from one thing to another with me but um, I had no idea and I I, I hadn't saved any money save money for what I'm never gonna live that move out of here because I can't afford uh, market rate rent so I went and found myself a job trying to get my income up there high enough so I could pay market rate rent and not have to be subject to uh, and I'm not criticizing but uh, I found out that a place like where I lived, SRO have mixed populations what I mean by that is you have one tenant who is homeless because of no fault of their own You have another tenant who's moved in because they just recently done their stay in jail. You have another tenant who has psychological problems, uh, antisocial, destroy the unit they live in, and disturb the other neighbors where they live. You have a mixed population people just coming off of drugs. They're all in the same court. And uh, like I said, I had no no idea that I was going to be able to move out of my station in life and end up in a one-bedroom apartment. And I'm so happy and I'm so proud. And I try to get keep this place uh, the way they gave it to me. You should see me spot cleaner all the time you know so getting back to what I was talking about these places do not help people they can't represent you they can't go before and speak for you you know uh, I offered these new new people that I were looking for apartments uh, I offered them a letter of recommendation. 
you know, from someone who knows me. Because I gotta tell you that since I retired from social services um, and the Section 8 voucher and all that stuff, those people tore those people's property up. So you come to them with a voucher, they're saying, oh, I don't know, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that, even though they're guaranteed rent. You know? It's just not worth it to them to have their property tour. And my thing is, where you live at, why would you want to tear up where you live? Huh? You should be trying to keep it up and show that you appreciate even being inside the way prices are. Anyway, let me stop fussing. Listen, you guys, I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about that. I'm going to ask you to continue until I get all clear from everybody um, to wear your mask, wash your hands off, and practice social distancing. And if you have not gotten your shots, please, please consult your medical physician and see if they can help you make that decision. We're almost out, but we're not out yet, you know? Like I keep saying, fools rush in with a brave dare not go. And COVID is a me, M-E problem. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. COVID is a we problem, not a me problem. And what I mean by that, that's my phrase. I made it up and I've been using it. It means that this COVID is everybody's problem. And it'd be different if it was just this state. But it's around the world. Everyone's problem. (sighs) Anyway. This too shall pass, right? But just keep praying like I do. Everything's going to be alright. And you know what? I listen to that song a lot because I'm happy. That song just gets me pumped. But anyway, listen, I'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Remember, life is too short not to be happy. I'm so serious. And uh, have a good day.